point than a Chrissy Teigen tweet. This is Jono Ben and Sharon. Welcome along to the show on a Wednesday afternoon. It is Women's Suffrage Day, uh, celebrating 125 years since uh, Kiwi Woman got the vote. Oh, yeah! Yeah! You guys just looked at me and I had to say something It's a token woman and the best thing I had to say was, <laughs> oh, yeah! That's good. That's enough out of you. Thank you. No, that's a wonderful thing. We're the first country in the world to do that. Amen. And we've been fighting for it ever since 125 years and we're still fighting for equality and equal pay and all that sort of stuff. So one day, guys, one day, the more we bang on about it, one day it'll happen. One day we won't have to celebrate it because it'll be happening. Yeah, well, if you're still nagging about it, maybe we'll just make it ever go. Uh, it is a big day tonight. Uh, tonight, uh, Sharon Casey's got a brand new show on uh, 3. We'll talk more about that later. We've got a wee surprise for you, Sharon, you yeah. don't know about. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Sharon's got a new program tonight, Gogglebox on TV th- on 3 at 8.30. It looks really good. Thanks. It does, looks good. I love how you're giving me a compliment sandwich right now. Are we going to say something nice and then say something real mean to me? Well, I was just going to get you to explain what Gogglebox is. What is it? Well, it's a show where basically you get to go people watching behind closed doors and you get to watch people reacting to the TV that you've just watched within the last seven days. So say if Mark Richardson said something scandalous on the AM show, they'd react to that. If you guys did something outrageous on your show that everyone was talking about the water cooler the next day, they'd watch that and react to that. If it was happy, sad, whatever, they watch it and it's kind of just water cooler chat. Mm. But you're watching it. Okay, so uh, you were asked on the uh, AM show this morning, hosted by Duncan Garner. Mm-hmm. And for once, Mark Richardson wasn't the most offensive thing on the AM show because they had sharing cases. <laughs> <laughs> and you were, and you came on and... Uh, no, I must... Uh, can I give a shout-out to Sharon? Because mm. there was a conversation going on about uh, fecal matter. And normally on this radio show, if there's anything to do with, you know, like poos and wet, Sharon would be the one just... And oh you sat God. there with... You just I said nothing. Tried, so, my lip was trembling. I, I was, was trying like, so this person? hard not to laugh. I don't know laugh. this person. I was just trying so hard not to laugh every time they said fecal or poo. I was like, yeah. <laughs> And so did you wear that blouse? No, I don't wear this. I wore I wore my, a blazer. <laughs> oh, you, this is a lovely blouse. Thank you. Are my you friend it, Penny made it. You wear it for women's suffrage. Uh, what? Today. Why? Are you dressing like Kate Shepard? No. Uh, this is your blouse it's, my friend Penny made. I like it. It looks really good. It's like a colonial. Well, if you want to buy one, remain.co.nz, babes. It's for Anyway, uh, we've got some audio here of Sharon on the AM show. Oh, don't rub this in. I was out of my depth. Busy morning. Good to have you here. Um, I want to talk suffrage day as well. Uh, Mei Chen and the voice of uh, Gogglebox, Sharon Casey. Okay. We're talking uh, women's suffrage. 125 years. Yeah. Yep. They've been suffering. What did you have to say? Look, we've made progress and it's relative if you go to other countries around the world. You know, women here are doing all right. But at the end of the day, I think the key issue for women is it'll be great when it's not an issue. Sharon, I don't know what you think about this, but what's your take on um, women's place in in business and in in life and community in New Zealand? My son's only eight months old and I'm already (laughs) careful with the language that's used around him. He has a Wonder Woman bib (laughs) instead of Superman bib because I want him to see that women can be superheroes and not just Wonder Woman's a nice hot person to look at. Yeah, what do you mean you watch your language around? Does he listen to our radio show? No, I mean, not not swearing, but uh, language around him where it's like, oh, that's a boy's game, that's a girl's game and stuff like that. Oh, so yeah, that yeah. All, all boys good and girls are allowed to play the same thing. If he wants to wear pink, he can wear pink, he can do what he wants. I think you had a good answer. Yeah, you did. Thank you, Ben. Yeah. You, looked, you looked like 
business. You, had, you, had, you did look like I'm a business. You, you had the look own. of a new girlfriend trying very hard to impress your boyfriend's parents. I, yeah. I, yeah, I did. Yeah, sure. I well, I can't wear my radio attire to the AM show, which is just my track pants and a Kanye t-shirt. Mm. Can I? I? had to make an effort, so I went and got my friends to help me get dressed. Yeah. And you're pretending to be someone else. Yeah, I was like, who is this person? Have a listen to this. Martin next. Luther King said, I have a vision that my girls are going to grow up and they will not be judged on irrelevant characteristics mm-hmm. concerning the colour of their skin or their gender, but on the content still of happens. their character. It still happens. So that's your, your, your co-guest, your co-host. Yeah, her Harvard answer. Well, yeah. Amazing, amazing answer, that one. What did you say? Oh, no. Here I Like, am. if you're not a feminist, you're a dick, in my opinion, because if you're a feminist, <laughs> it means you believe in the equality of men and women. If you're not a feminist, you're a duck. <laughs> there, there I am. I may not have laughed at yeah. poo, but I swore. Yeah, no, but you no, made good. a good point, actually. You made some good points. Yeah, you yeah. Did. Well, done. well done. I'm proud of your appearance on the AIM show. <laughs> I'm going to play it to my children as inspiration. <laughs> you should. To become better people. You should. Fighting for their rights. Were you a little underqualified, though, you felt? Oh, my God. I was so out of my depth. I don't usually get nervous. I was absolutely crapping myself. I was terrified because I'm not qualified for that. I finished school when I was 15. Yesterday they were asking for people's opinions about whether or not this, the soldiers should be at war. I don't know. <laughs> I was so underqualified it was ridiculous. But if you wanted to tell you what hot pants Kim Kardashian's wearing today, she will tell you that. Yes, I will. Yeezy like her pull-ups. <laughs> okay, what were you underqualified to do? Hannah, what was it for you, babe? Um, I just got back from Germany on Sunday after being invited to go write a gender justice policy with a bunch of people who have PhDs from all over the world. I work with teenagers in Mount Eden. I have no idea what you just said. A gender justice policy? This sounds intense. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 like, winged it the whole time. And, okay, so most people spoke um, English second language, so I was a group of about seven. So at some stage, I ended up being in charge. I had no idea what I was doing. That's so crazy. What, what, was the, what was the policy that you were trying to draw up, and what's it going to be used for? Uh, so essentially, um, it's for an organisation called um, the World Communion of Reformed Churches, and it's looking at um, equality and equity within um, uh, specifically Reformed Churches and looking at changing systems... Uh, to be more inclusive of women and not making women change into the system which is predominantly male orientated. That's what I learned this week. Wow. <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't even repeat back what you said or understand. I can just see Ben trying to Google what words yeah, you were saying trying. were meaning. He was like, like, what does feminism mean? He's like, gender justice league sounds like a really good group of superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Wow, well good on you, Hannah. That's quite amazing. What about you, person X? What were you very underqualified for? Well, I just thought I'd um, point out that uh, listening to this show every afternoon from, from, from 3 to 7, I'm pretty sure that the guys I've employed to do the job are underqualified. Ryan, I, got, I didn't even recognise his voice. At first I was like, who's this guy? Ryan the boss. Oh, shut up, mate. <laughs> shut up. You're the one that tells us how to do it better, so clearly you're not very good at your job either. Uh, actually, yeah, you know what? Uh, I, I'm, I'm backing out of this conversation very quickly. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Thank Bye, you. Ryan. Well, yeah, I like you. Come back there. Shut up, mate. <laughs> that was good. That was and really come back. Tomorrow, the radio show will be back to just John and Ben. <laughs> now, uh, we had a couple of texts in here. Uh, I was underqualified. My friend, uh, he told a helicopter pilot he had his helicopter license. <gasps> he had only done a four week course. No. Oh. It became apparent very quickly that he didn't have his helicopter license. Good synchronized no, too. Yes. Well, we. And a guy who uh, said he was a qualified diver and went diving with sharks. Again.
How did he text from the death? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had to be rescued. Oh, that's my God. A, that's actual... on him, though, isn't it? Really? That's, that's completely on him. Yeah, that's like, well, mate. What do you expect? Yeah. I mean, look at you, Jono. You're underqualified, but you've got a good 37 minutes of this radio show today. Hey, thanks, Sharon. Proud well of you, done. babes. Yeah, great. And you had a shower this morning for Duncan Garner. We've uh, all had uh, wins. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Hey, so I was in a uh, public livatory last night, and it was a f- quite a futuristic one. I never. You would hate walking into. I'm talking public public toilets. That wouldn't be your thing, eh, Ben? You wouldn't like that. Ben would rather pee in his hand than go to public <laughs> toilet. <laughs> I use them. I use them, but I hand tie, a san, a hand t- sanitize the crap after. Is he getting, he's getting flustered. He's talking you about it. You sanitize your crap. <laughs> yeah, I saw him say something. They're getting me flustered talking about it. <laughs> he's like, okay, I've got him in a white. Sanitizer. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. He wears a hazmat suit. or whatever those things are called. Yeah, if you wonder why we have a very flustered uh, co-host, it's because he's a he's a germaphobe. Anyway, so I was in a, but it was quite a futuristic one. It was mm. next to uh, butchers, and you get in the toilet, and you shut the door, and then all of a sudden that song. Just the MIDI keyboard version of that song. Why do birds suddenly appear? Yeah, it starts, but it's a wonderful soundtrack to your experience. They're very Carpenters. futuristic, those, those toilets, aren't they? I had one before that played classical music. I think it was in the Hawaii. Um, yeah, played, it was, yeah it's, it's quite a nice thing, but quite weird at the same it's time. It's quite weird, yeah. Because you're like, this is not the setting for the song I'm hearing. <laughs> so the only like public toilets I've had music in is when you go and you can just hear the person next to you, and if they're singing a song, then you get to enjoy it too. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great, but it reminded me of my friend Tim. He was in Topol, mm-hmm. okay? and they have the same thing there. They have a very space age ablution oh, block. They're the famous ones. Yeah, yeah. So he was, he was in there, and he was in a vulnerable position. Yes, that you can't move from. I can imagine. And all of a sudden, he hears the toilet talking to him, and it's like self cleaning will begin in oh, five. No. They start counting down from five. To like, from five. They give five seconds to evacuate. Oh, no. What from if you're so- mid? Exactly. He was. Oh, he's no. Like, he's like, at least give me a 60-second lead into this. Five, four, three. And he's like, oh, he's panicking. He's like trying to pull his pants up as he's going to get out of this thing. Then all of a sudden, he's like, the, the voice goes, door's locked. <gasps> and oh. it is just a floor to roof spray of blue dye. No. Just come, he's caught in like a blue tsunami and of cleaning fluid. That is just shooting at him from every direction. And he's bald too. Yeah. He comes out of the toilet. He looks like a smith. Oh, he's covered no. head to toe. And we're like, this is... <laughs> Firstly, let's get a photo of this incident. <laughs> <laughs> Secondly, we took him to the lake to try and wash off. It was dye. Oh, no. He was coloured blue for like five days. Five days. Five it days. didn't come off. He's like those comedians in Las Vegas, the blue men. You know the ones <laughs> yeah. that got the blue head? He's like, they're all bald and blue. God, that's a great story. Head to toe. Yep. So it was a bit. Of a, it just reminded me of that last night, and a bit of a warning for those going to the Topol toilets. Just be careful what you're doing in there. Yeah, be speedy, Gonzalez. Otherwise, you're gonna end up like a blue Smurf, like Tim. I hope they offer a bit more of a warning now. Just a little bit Five more of a countdown. Yeah. Very short yeah, I hear you get six seconds now. Uh, yeah, so should be all Jono, Ben, and Sharon. The Edge. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got a problem. Ladies that listen to this show, I want you to call 0800 The Edge right now because Lucy from the web department and myself made a real interesting observation on Benjamin Ross' voice yesterday. (laughs) Something that we need to address because it is absolutely unacceptable as a man of his age to be having this sort of 
panty situation. Now, you're saying um, my boxer shorts, which I've actually got um, a pair on. Exactly the same oh, pair I've got those on today, today, too. We got sent a free oh, pair of underpants. Oh, goodness sake. They're very, they're very comical-looking um, underpants. Okay. Cartoon, cartoon monsters. Yeah. So John and Ben are both wearing I like him. undies, and Ben actually does this on a regular occasion. Not just these ones, but on a regular occasion, because you're a low rider, we can see what your panties are. Yeah. You are a grown-ass man, and you wear cartoon undies. I've got a Superman pair, I've got a Batman pair. He wears Superman undies, <laughs> Batman undies. Today he's wearing ones that look like they're the Muppets. And every single day he wears these. And Lucy from the web department walked in today and said to Ben, look... Your undies, as a grown man, <laughs> yeah. you should not be wearing. They're the sort of undies a small boy would wear. He's got the pelvis of a five-year-old. <laughs> so, I'll wait Hunter at the Edge right now, ladies. I- I'm wearing these too, so I shouldn't be throwing shade. <laughs> yeah. Please text to 3343 also mm. and tell us, should a man, a grown-ass man, still be wearing cartoon undies or is it a deal breaker? Because me personally if I went home with a dude and he was wearing A, satin boxes with cartoons on them right, or wearing cartoon undies, I would want Hundy just be like, I can't do this. You don't thing. think it's cute? No, I feel like there's going to be some <laughs> weird mum issues where you still okay. live with your parents or your mum's making your lunch every day. It's going to wig me out and I'm going to be out of dodge real quick. Right, so it's a deal breaker. That's what I reckon. Kylie is on 0800 The Edge right now. Do you think it's a deal breaker for a grown man to be wearing cartoon undies? God, no. What? Yeah, what? Thank you, Kylie. Kylie. Here we are, Kylie. Kylie. All I need to say is bitch stole my look today. We've got the same undies Because we have been giving him crap about this, and Lucy from the web department also agreed with me that this is a weird situation. No, I mean, at what point in your life do you get to keep something from your childhood? Or, you know, like, why do you have to be so old? They may as well be in beige. But doesn't it remind you if you were about to be getting down to it and then you're seeing some smurfs? Isn't that just going to remind you of your childhood (laughs) when you're trying to do something sexy? Do you not remember how amazing it felt when you were, like, 13, 14, sneaking around first kissing boys? Um, I was looking at the other pets. <laughs> uh, Sharon was, I was pregnant. She was from Timor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kylie, well, you're against the situation. Let's go to Linda on 0800 The Edge. What are your thoughts? Linda! Yes. Is it okay for a grown-ass man to have cartoon characters on his underwear? What is grown-ass? <laughs> Well, I mean, I'd actually think it'd be quite funky if my husband would wear them. So, really? There you go. Oh, my God. This is not the way we saw this going. Text to 3343. I've got a dude on my side. He said, I'm a dude, and the cartoon undies are bad. I wouldn't be caught dead in them. So, I don't know. I mean, each to their own. Maybe I'm wrong, but Lucy and I and the girls in the office, we were all about not wearing cartoon patties when you're a grown ass man. (laughs) What about like a slogan? (laughs) <laughs> like a fun slogan, like it ain't going to touch itself or something. <laughs> oh, jeez. Is that acceptable? <laughs> <laughs> no. You know, like a, a comical slogan. Hey, you're take, yeah, take your, little, your cartoon undies back to the rock if you want. It's just 15 minutes over there. <laughs> Talk about your slogan underpants. You're taking okay. it one step too far. We're Sorry. not going to go with Sorry, that. Ben. We're not going to go with that, but I will. Okay, fine. I'll admit defeat. It turns out there are ladies that are into them. It's just, it was just a couple of us girls in the office that it's didn't want to remember. It's a win for the battlers. It's a win for the little man. <laughs> the little boy man. I just don't want to be reminded of my childhood when 
and I'm about to get oh, to that's it. That's why you and I will never be a thing, Sharon. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons why we won't be a thing. Oh, Mainly because I'm bigger than you. <laughs> Next on the show. I'm squashing. It's like sleeping with a pack and save stick man. <laughs> All right, next on the show. Okay, all right, wrapping this up. Jono, Ben, and Sharon, The Edge. Time to open up. These are the cases that even Judge Judy won't touch. This is the People's Court. Yeah, these are your issues on our radio show, the People's Radio Show. It's the court where the people meet and the people decide what happened. And this one, oh, it is. Did Hamish and Andy call their show the People's Radio Show? Yeah, I think so. Oh, I shouldn't have do done that. Do you guys that. have to do everything that happens? No, no, it was, a, it was a faux pas. I'm sorry. I thought I, I knew mean, I'd heard it somewhere before. It's getting real single yeah, wife. Okay. You'd say the radio show for the people? Yeah. yeah. What oh, about the, uh, the folks radio show? Oh, the radio show for the folks. There we go. The radio show for the folks. There we go. Man, Continue you guys on. should just, I don't know. I thought you guys were, yeah. Now, you're on the sinking ship too, mate. That's right. <laughs> I'm trying to save the ship. That's why they gave you to me. Trying to fix you. <laughs> trying to take you from Hamish Nanny and taking you to Kyle and Jackie O. <laughs> What are we doing? Yeah, we're trying to do the people's court, mate. <laughs> no, 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 You're mate. doing a bad job of fixing, mate. Well, you railroaded it to talk about your idols, Hamish and Andy. Anyway, uh, these are your issues on our show, and uh, Megan joins us. You're having a bit of a problem with your flat, mate, Megan. I am, unfortunately. Okay, fill us in, You mix. can help. Um, yes, so I've got an existing flatmate, and he's been dating this girl, and she's recently just moved in, um, which has been fine, but on um, over the weekend... The police came and they were started questioning her, and it turns out she's actually got a background in uh, stealing. Well, she's got oh. previous criminal history, much like Ben. Wow. <laughs> okay. And so, so, yes, I need to know: do we kick her out, or like she hasn't done anything to us yet? But I like I don't want to be locking up my room all the time, and it makes you feel uncomfortable. What has she stolen? Yeah. What, she, what did she steal? Um, I think it's a lot of shoplifting, like within, like clothing and everything like that. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Wow. Okay, so do you kick someone out of the flat because they've had a history of stealing and they're in trouble with the cops for it? It would make me feel pretty uncomfortable. Yeah, like, but her boyfriend who lives with us, he's he's amazing, like such a good flatmate. And, what's his know, opinion so, on the whole thing? He just doesn't like to talk about it. Fair, fair enough, he's fair like, enough. Yeah, so what, she steals some bloody chinos from Glassons, right? So what? I love her. What does it mean that she's stealing from home? That's the big question, right? Yeah, because I guess you don't know until you go to get something that's gone. Birds never poop in their own nest, Ben. Yeah, they do. No, they don't. Don't they? No, that's a saying. Oh. Okay. Okay. But is their whole nest made of spit? No, the whole nest is made of twigs and things. Yeah, but they it does not matter. Okay. Okay. A whole lot of Sorry. other weird shit there, Sarah. Yeah, yeah. But not actual. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay, All right. okay cool. Sweet. This is that you're getting into focus on details that don't matter. What I'm saying is a thief ain't going to be thieving. In their own, yeah. Den. I don't know. I can understand where Megan's coming from where you would feel really uncomfortable. I do believe in the whole innocent until proven guilty, but if you're feeling uncomfortable in your own home and you, and you were there first, you kind of got to do something about it. Ben, what do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I think give, give this person a chance. It doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be doing it in their house. Says a guy who's been through the court <laughs> you system. Give everyone a chance. <laughs> you do. <laughs> I say give him a chance too. Do you know why? I why? have a funny story. My friend Cam was flirting with this guy who did an aggravated robbery on a um, RSA next door. Oh, wow. And then ran straight to the house over the fence. And the police came with the dogs and they were like, yeah, well, the dogs can smell where you are. You're literally 20 metres away from where the crime took yeah. place. And so he kicked him out after that. So that's the scale I'm going off. 
armed robbery okay. compared, <laughs> compared to stealing. So I'm saying literally. I'm so really confused. I was like, where are you going with this? I don't know. Okay. 0800 The Edge. Text to 3343. Do you think Megan should kick out her flatmate's girlfriend because she's in trouble with the cops for stealing? What would you do if you were in her situation? Megan, we'll let you know where the people court decide. What's your take on this, Sammy? She needs to kick her out. Really? I mean, yeah. When you're living in a flat situation like that, you work hard for your money and you don't want to risk anyone stealing your own stuff. Yeah, I know, but then, you know, you've got to give her a chance. Maybe it was in a, in a time of her, of her life where she needed to steal. But that's a, that's a point that's come through on the text machine. It depends how recent it was. If the yeah. police are only just coming around to see you now, then it must be kind of yeah. semi-recent. Thank True. you so much, Sammy. Cool. Shanika, what do you think? It's jury member number two this afternoon. Do you think they should kick her out of the flat or do you reckon they give her a chance? I reckon they kick her out of the flat, unfortunately. I know it's harsh, but I've, I've had experience with someone stealing... Um, in my in my flat, and I've had to ask them to leave. So, oh, is it an awkward conversation yeah. to have? Mm. It was so awkward because she lied. She lied. Wow. I already called her. I already called her out on it. I saw the shoes. I saw the shoes in the room, and she denied it. So we had to ask her to leave. We had a we had a flat a flat vote, mm. and uh, she had to go. So. See, that's the thing, is that... It, it was like the Survivor Tribal voting, was it? Yeah. <laughs> you put out her flame. You know, we all spoken, yeah. You've got to be straight yeah. up about it. If you're getting hit up about it and you want to maintain the fact that you're honest and that you've changed, then you can't lie about it. So I can see why you would have followed through with that, Shanika. Well, the text are on 3343. It's 90% of people are saying this afternoon that they should kick her out of the flat. But do you have any reason to kick her out? Like, is that enough of a reason? Sorry, you know meaning, I think it's just... Because not anything... Flat. Yeah, yeah, I okay. guess. Well, that they know of. She could have. They're so yeah, I don't know. She also likes arson. Did we mention that? <laughs> okay, no, it's another one of her hobbies. <laughs> you didn't bring that in. <laughs> it, well, that's a different one, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, so I'm just saying. I kept that one hidden. <laughs> Just because I knew that you would judge her because she likes lighting fires and stealing. Yeah, Ben, I thought as a cheapskate you would have been all about kicking her out. No, you wanted her in the flat, so did I. But, hey, you, New Zealand, you win. And Megan is going to have that very nice conversation with her tonight oh, for geez. dinner. Good luck, Megan. Jono, Ben and Sharon, The Edge. Yesterday, Ben, you went home early because you were not coping with keeping to Mark Wahlberg's schedule, which required you to get up at 2.30 in the morning, do a whole lot of workouts. It was it was rigorous. And nowhere did Mark Wahlberg have to do four hours of radio. No, no, that's a good point. Good Four point. hours of gruelling talking words. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, it made it sound like it was hard work. It's not. But around about <laughs> ten past six last night, Jonathan, who had also been up since ten past two, he'd mm. gone a bit crazy. And he made an admission to me, which I think we need to talk about. And has he told you about it, Ben? No. No, I've heard whisperings around the office. Jono, <laughs> please inform the list of pals that missed out on this glorious revelation. Well, don't and also tell your it friend again. Yes, please tell oh, it again. Okay. I told it in a moment of delirium. You hit me up the other week saying, have I ever escaped downstairs? He's, have I? Yeah, manscaped. He'd never done manscaping. Not mm. once in his whole life, and he's like 104. <laughs> had, had, Jim, had Jim's mowing <laughs> taken his weed whack around to my, my well, mulberry bush. Probably needed it. Jeez, if you hadn't done anything with that You're area. You're like a hedge. Yeah. This has been growing 
since 1901. Mm, yeah, it's a long <laughs> time. Don't worry about the palm oil killing the, dr- the gorillas. Well, the gorillas are probably living around that area of yours. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of palm oil down there for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. Palm oil's <laughs> taking a whole other meaning in this context. Okay. So. Okay, I'll give so it to Camper. Anyway. What did you do? Okay, so I decided, well, you know, I was getting mocked for not doing this. Ben didn't say anything, which led me to believe, okay, he does this. You ben know. is a manscaper. Yeah, look, I'm a very, um, you know, like a... Look at him. Yeah. Look how clean, but tidy I'm not, I'm he is. But I'm not a naturally hairy person. Though. Yeah, okay. So then yeah, I was you like... Are, I was your like, back. I need to do this. So I started shaving the inside of my thighs. I was like, let's go here. Let's this is this with, what sort of... Can like, you please not comb... Like my head, my head oh, shaver. so this is not like a... Yeah. Yeah, and so then I'm like, okay, well, then I'll start... I'll start round, you know, the business zone. Okay? So I give that a, I give that a go. Yeah. And you know yeah. when you're doing your side burns, you want to keep them even? Yeah. So I start doing one side, I'm like, oh, I better even up the other side. <laughs> yeah. Then I went a bit too far on that side. Oh, you got to even it up. <laughs> now I went on the other side, yeah. even up. I did that four times. I've ended up with a racing strike. <laughs> a landing strip. A landing strip. <laughs> a, cute little, a cute little line. But he's got a landing strip, but he also didn't do the back. So he's got like this ball. Oh, this is a very unusual experience down there right now. <laughs> like a landing strip. And then a bunny's like, tail at the back. <laughs> he's half seven year old boy. <laughs> half Greek man. <laughs> What is okay. this guy? I'll, I'll take your word just, for it. I don't need to see it. He described fine. himself yesterday as an eel. Okay. <laughs> I did. So, I mean, mm. we've all done things we shouldn't do ourselves. I, I, look, I, I feel like, you know, my, my mid-region feels like an Olympic swimmer. Apart from the back, obviously. <laughs> It feels like a shaggy old dog. If you went an Olympic swimming race, you'd be fast, but then you keep getting dragged down by your butt The, the keel, the keel's in the back, behind the yacht. It's like swimming with a parachute. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to throw it out there this afternoon, and uh, we don't want we don't want people that have done disasters no. like that. No, right. because no. normal people know that you don't do it yourself unless you're doing a quick, easy trim. Yeah, leave it to the professionals. I've learned that now. I know. Any girl that's tried to wax themselves, terrible idea, but I actually tried to to do some uh, no more gapping under my skirting boards because my husband just kept not doing it. I know that sounds like innuendo. <laughs> so we just had this gap and these ants keep coming in and I was going crazy <laughs> so on maternity like leave. Anyway. I was like, these bloody ants, all I do all day is nurse this baby and then put him to bed and then chase ants. I am not, you need to no more gaps under the skirting boards. And he wouldn't do it. So one day I was like, bugger it, I'm going to do it myself. And you I no made, more gaps the boards. I made a hell of a mess. <laughs> they make it look so easy though on it's, the ad. Yeah, because it just all came out in a hurry. So there's like no more gaps there, and then this big blob of white. <laughs> no more gaps. I've done a terrible job, which is the great reason of why you do not do it yourself. Oh, 100 the edges of phone number 3343 on the text. When you shouldn't have done it yourself, whether it be um, a bit of uh, manscaping, whether it be DIY, whatever. Well, Sarah, what did you learn that you shouldn't have done yourself? I uh, pierced my own ears. <gasps> This like, that was like an old wives' tale where they said you should ice the earlobe till it goes numb, then you whack an earring through. Is that what you did? Yeah, well, I sterilized. I'd actually just watched The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan, and oh. she did it with a, like she just sterilized the needle and um, pierced her own ears. That I did it, and it just it was fine for the first couple of days. Mm. Then it just started leaking like white, yellow, <laughs> scratch the other side of my face, and my ear. It actually closed over. My earring, the skin closed over my earring. Oh, oh that's just, so as, a, as a general life rule, don't. Yeah, never again. No, well, just don't let, just don't follow Lindsay Lohan's example. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's dancing, and then follow that. You did your own Prince Howard, didn't you? 
Yes, I did, Sharon. Yeah. yeah. How'd that go? Good. It was fantastic with you the nail gun. You never to get... Oh, <laughs> sure, the nail gun. Yeah. Wow, did that mm. swell? No. Oh. It was fine. <laughs> I, I, I actually did that ear-piercing thing with my ears. Yeah, what? I had some earrings. I was a bad boy. What about it? <laughs> I had a couple of... I had two earrings. <laughs> you two, you're rocket And I've got the gristly bit there. You know how you get the gristly bit? Yeah. Shit, I was a bad boy. Hey, Sarah, so sorry you had to hear that. <laughs> you have a great day. Sorry about that. Call uh, me a bad boy. Yeah, bad boy. You're a bad... <laughs> feel weird calling you that. Yeah, no, don't call me I bad I won't. Boy. Don't look at me when I call you that. Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> Peter's on 100 the edge. What should you never do yourself, Peter? Uh, I did a bit of DIY tonsil removal with some pliers. Shut your face. Pliers? With pliers. Yeah, pliers. How Didn't they... too well. Oh, God. <laughs> did you get the tonsils out first First and foremost? Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, we got the tonsils, just to, but just wasn't that too pretty. You saved on those niggly tonsil you... removal costs. You would have had to be rushed to hospital, wouldn't you? Oh, no, it wasn't too bad. We we got a bit infected on it, but, uh, yeah, we got there in the end. Oh, I can't. I've got so many questions I don't want the answers to. Here's a story that'll make you feel good, Peter. When I used to work at The Rock, I got this phone call from this guy who's a water blaster. Mm. He's like, oh, yeah, man, I, uh, I was feel thirsty one day. And he took a drink out of the water blaster. <laughs> well, that's right. And it blew his tonsils clean out of you his mouth. Shut up. Yeah. Like, I can't handle any more tonsil yeah. stories. I can't handle any more. This is a terrible phone topic. Thing's gone. Thank you, Peter. Jono, Ben and Sharon. The Edge. Tonight, 8.30 on 3, a brand new show. It's called Gogglebox New Zealand. It's the show where you watch um, other people watching TV. Not to be confused with Googlebox, where you watch other people see what they're Googling. No, it doesn't exist. It's a very dark show. <laughs> Google box sounds like a totally different thing when you're Googling <laughs> sure cardboard boxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd like to have a look on your Google box, see what you've been Googling, Excuse Sharon. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, but no, in all seriousness, uh, Sharon, you're, um, you're the narrator for the show tonight. It looks really good. Yeah, well, I just narrated tonight's episode this morning, and mm. there's some very awkward moments to be enjoyed, so uh, do tune in tonight. So explain what it is, because people sort of struggle a little bit to get your head around it, but as soon as you see it, you're like, oh, this is great. Totally. And then when they asked me to narrate it, I was like, weird concept, doesn't sound that great. Then I watched an episode and I thought it's quite addictive. So it's basically people watching behind closed doors. So you get to see what people are actually like. And they, they are completely 100% themselves, the family. So you've got people like the Golden Oldies who has uh, three women in a retirement home who are super, super cute that see a very inappropriate dating show tonight. And one of them is TJ Perinara's aunties, which is quite cool. And then there's just a whole lot of different sorts of families that will just really kind of blow you away. So the, so the show's based on uh, yeah, everyday battlers watching TV, giving their opinions. So what we thought we would do, Sharon, oh, uh, is play Gogglebox with you. Great. Featuring nothing apart from the fine material you have produced throughout your broadcasting career. Okay, Sharon, here is the very first time that uh, you talked into a microphone. What do you mean, like oh, my, at radio school? No, before that. We're going way back. We're going deep into the Sharon Casey vault. Have Wait, a, how, how deep? Have a listen. Oh, there we go. Tari rua toru fa. Oh, that's cute. That's very cute. <laughs> Maui. Tori Maui. Hey, my pronunciation wasn't that great. I think I was like five or six there. Yeah, it was Maui language week. <laughs> Shut up. I think you recorded that on one of your dad's dictaphones, I think. Oh, God. Okay, well... 
I hope you haven't gone much deeper than that. No, but well, we haven't gone much deeper than your dad's dictaphone. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> you don't know, you I've don't been around for a while. You don't want to pause mid-word on that one, Next, Sharon, we managed to track down some footage of your first... This is your first actual proper radio oh, show. Oh, no, I had a bad accent. Mm. You're on 107.1 Fuse FM, and you know that song by Alicia Keys and Usher, My Boo? Well, at the end of the video clip, they kiss. And when Alicia Keys was asked what it was like kissing Usher, she replied, It's kind of like kissing a baby monkey. Ouch. Well, hopefully that's the only thing he's got that uh, resembles a baby monkey. But anyway, you're on 107.1 Fuse FM. Spark it up. You're talking about his dictaphone. I am deep on the sex jokes even when I was 19. Do you know I stole that joke? Do I, I heard Tasha Tolson say it when she was doing the Edge Day show and I stole it and then did it on my um, radio Skype. What is wrong with your mouth or your voice? It's yeah. like you've got a hot pie in your mouth oh, or something. Don't even start with me. I used to say, I don't even. I just, I, I tried to act cool and I was not cool. And this and is the transition this period. This is the transition period back to talking normally. <laughs> well, actually, you started nailing announcing Sharon Casey. If you just joined us, we're going through Sharon Casey's history, playing some of her, um, her bits over the, over the years that she's loving to listen to again. And uh, you went into imaging and you made your own jingles no, with your, co- not your co-host this one. Brad, not who this was one. on the Edge Night Show with you. Have a listen. No. Edge Top 20 is not actually a food court. It is actually, however, a countdown. Ooh, the edge. <laughs> None of that made sense. No, no, no. <laughs> what part of it was meant to, what was it meant to do? We made, we made jingles when we used to do the Edge Top 20. And we what, made, when you were drunk? We made, <laughs> <laughs> we made all these different jingles that would play into the number one song on the Top 20, and that was one of them. No, it doesn't stop here. Uh, producer Dan has found a piece of audio that you give us stick about being and me doing bad parody songs. Oh. So there was a time when... I don't think uh, I've done a bad parody Ta- song. Taylor Swift and Kelvin Harris. Oh, no. No. Have a listen to this. Oh, no. Kelvin, Kelvin, Kelvin. Kelvin. I knew you were trouble when you got real hot. So shame on me, you took me to places that I had already been with Harry Styles, who's more famous than you. So that was what? That was how long was that whole thing? That was fifteen seconds. It felt like days. That was the worst thing I've ever. Are you sure that's me? Sometimes people say me and Steve sound like maybe it was Steve. It may have been the worst thing I've ever done. Is it? Well, I don't know. This this next thing it could be the worst thing you've ever done. Now, uh, 2008 was the year the Vodafone New Zealand Music Awards was on, and Di Henwood was the host. Now, you interviewed Di Henwood with a question that is one of the most horrific questions I think has ever been asked on anyone on the radio. Did I? We've had to beep some of this out. We've found this, like, deep into... Was it a radio thing or a red carpet thing? Deep into the archives. You tried to bury this. It's the worst thing that we've ever heard on radio, bearing in mind that cucumber thing Dom Harvey did a couple of years ago. (laughs) Have a listen. Brad, what's my first awkward question? Has your finger accidentally ever fallen into your... (gasps) <gasps> you got to say it like that as well. Di, has your, has your finger... Has your finger ever accidentally fallen into your own... Yes, I wouldn't say accidentally, oh though. <laughs> oh, my God. Had you... How did we even ask that on the How radio? How did you work with him on Dancing with the Stars after that? Why did you look him in the eye? I forgot 
I didn't even know that was still a thing. That's the. That, but do you know the funny thing is Sharon still wants to keep asking that question. We're like, we've got an interview with Jacinda, and she's like, I've got a great question. <laughs> oh my god. We got some, it was some savagery in 2008. That is quite offensive. Well, good to know that Di and I's relationship has progressed since then, and so has my interviewing skills. Hey, well, well done, Sharon. Well done on your new show. And well done on Stop being so nice for you about it because I'm always ripping you guys out about your show. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, uh, I just can't help but feel the last 10 minutes of radio sort of Stone's Glass Houses. Be- <laughs> 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 I would hate for Sharon to delve through our uh, 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 Well, sorry. I might have to do that. The Edge.